0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, ba-da-da-da-da, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. (laughs) The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah!
1: 28 hours to kick off for the Browns and the Houston Texans in the wildcard game. And with that, we welcome you to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on WKYC. I'm Jay Crawford. I'm going to tell you why there are three different quarterback rankings for the quarterbacks left in the playoffs that are way off base. Bull.
0: I'm Adam the Bull, and I'm going to tell you why no none of the Texans' wide receivers will be able
2: to go off in this game. The Browns will shut them down. G. I'm G. Bush, leader of the Kool-Aid Mafia, and I'm going to let you know why we ain't scared of C.J. Stroud and his library card, Jason. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I'm Jason Lloyd. If you can't watch the game tomorrow, you'll probably watch it, but if you can't, that's okay, we got you covered. Pre-written headlines every week, we tell you what's going to happen in the game. Mikey.
4: I was seven years old the last time the Browns played a playoff game in front of real fans. I don't know if I've ever been more excited for a game in my life, and we are just 27 hours away from kickoff, guys. Twenty-seven that's it. Let's go. I got 28.
1: 28 hours away from kickoff.
4: <laughs> not your TV shows, math is not You know, when, when
1: McNuggets took this job, yeah. he, no one told him there would be math. Yeah. The other thing is, I love to hear him say that because he's a Giants fan and a transplant, but this guy is all he's in all on is. the Browns yeah. culture and Mikey, we I love you for that. I think we are. When the I'm, Browns I'm super win I get excited paid, too. I mean, we're we all, all super way. excited. Yeah. This I mean, it, fun. It, and we should be. It's a fun time. Now, yesterday, as we were signing off the air on our two-hour YouTube show, we got news that Denzel Ward had dinged his knee a little bit and was limited in practice. The news now is tending to be that he's going to play. He's officially listed as questionable for tomorrow. But just knowing that he is nursing some kind of a knee thing, whatever that might be, does that change the way you approach this game defensively knowing that they were probably going to go with a heavy dose of man coverage defense if he doesn't,
0: if he doesn't play then yeah it changes things dramatically and could ultimately cost the browns that's how important denzel ward is it sounds like he's going to play and even if he's a little banged up i'm not changing the game plan at all as long as he's out there he is my man cover guy he's as good as any in the league and guys i'm not messing with that cj stroud has struggled against man coverage and I believe that Denzel Ward can shut down Nico Collins, who is by far the Texans' best wide receiver right now.
3: This defense has been at its best when Denzel has one half of the field and MJ Emerson has the other half of the field. You turn Miles loose, he turns the loose, bring safeties on blitzes. That's what I expect to see. I do think Ward's going to play, and I wouldn't change anything. Play straight up man coverage on the outside and bring extra pressure on the inside and, and try and get the to C.J. Stroud rattle the rookie.
2: Well, Listen, Dean, the Houston, they was hoping that he wasn't going to play, but guess what? It looks like he's going to play. That changes the whole game plan. Now you got man-to-man coverage, and on top of it, we talk about M.J. Emerson, we talk about uh, Denzel Ward, but you now get to put uh, Greg Newsom on the field, in the slot, which he's t- played a really good job doing that, playing a man-to-man coverage. And when you can play man-to-man coverage and you have one receiver – We can get cute and just say, we'll take Nico Collins to move out of the game if we want to. And and we can bracket and do some of those things. But I just expect the Browns to line up Imano, Imano, and come bring this heat. No one knows the extent of the injury but Denzel and the Browns.
1: And if I'm the Browns, I'm going forward with the game plan that he was fully healthy. However, I've spent much of the last 24 hours and will spend some of the next 24 hours trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to change things if during the course of the game, something happens and he's unavailable. So, so you're not caught off guard. What is your plan? And what I would do, obviously you're playing less man coverage. And the reason I think, Bull, you made this point, I think this is a huge deal. If he doesn't play, I'm not so sure that I would even be picking the Browns in this. Here's why. Nico Collins is a guy that he, he's, he's a better than average receiver, but he's not a superstar. The one thing he can do is get deep, and we've seen that. The first play of the game against the Colts, which was essentially for both teams a playoff game, he got behind the Colts' defense for right. a hookup on a nice long throw. He can get behind a defense. I love MJ Emerson. Speed ain't his thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, 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 with, if Denzel's on him, I'm not worried about Nico becoming a factor. So what are you doing to stop Nico Collins and the deep threat if Denzel isn't on the field? Have a plan so right. you're not surprised if Well, then you playing more zone, definitely better more zone. zone. Yeah, and that's a, that's a negative. That's...
0: I think I would still lean towards the Browns winning against the Texans, but I would be much more nervous about it. I was at an eight and a half when we talked about it earlier. I would be like a six or a yeah. five and a half. If well, it sounds crazy, because you know he has that kind but of impact. Still, I think he has a huge impact on this defense. Yeah,
1: Miles is the straw that stirs it up up front clearly, yeah. and Denzel is the guy on the back two thirds of the defense that you have to have healthy. All right, uh, in talking about this matchup during the course of the week, McNuggets brought up a very interesting point. He said, if you look at the last five quarterbacks that the Browns have played, nobody jumps off the play sheet as being a superstar. In fact, Justin Fields and a banged-up Lawrence were the only two guys that were really the starting quarterbacks of their teams. The other three that we faced were backup quarterbacks, including Houston when we saw Case Keenum. Does that change the way you guys look at how effective the, the Browns' defense has been able to be over the last five weeks when you consider the fact that they weren't getting beat by great quarterbacks? It has an impact.
3: I mean, Gardner Minshew tore them up. So they have had holes defensively in schemes before. But I just look at the, the totality of the season and their ability to get off the field on third down. We've talked about it all year. It's huge. The Browns are so good at getting off the field on third down that they've created – almost an extra game's worth of possessions for the offense. And that, that travels. So it, it, it's, it's could they get gashed on a drive or two? Yes. And in playing a, a better quarterback like C.J. Stroud over what they've done, they may get gashed on occasion. But over the totality of four quarters in the, in the entire game, I still believe in this defense's ability to force turnovers, even though Stroud hasn't thrown many. But to generate turnovers, and more importantly, it's about getting off the field on third down. And I, I think they can do that.
2: Yeah, you know, Listen, I, I go back and look at earlier in the season. You played Brock Purdy. You, you, you played guys like Lamar Jackson. You, you played guys like Joe Burrow. So if you're looking at it from a perspective, you're not going to play teams that are great every single week. And by the way, people think that Trevor Lawrence – um, is a pretty good quarterback in this league, and the Browns turned him over three times. So for me, I, I look at it as yeah, they have not played the, t- the type of uh, competition that they may have wanted to at quarterback. But you only play who's on your schedule, and the Browns have been a number one defense regardless of what it was happening out there. So you got to hang your hat on the defense to say the Browns' defense is going to come to play in this game too, Bull. We keep it real on this show, right? I'm gonna I downgraded C.J. Stroud a little
0: because of the competition. He So i got to do the same thing for the Browns' defense. That being said, I don't think that list of quarterbacks is as bad as we're making it out to be. Justin Fields, he's not great, but he's had a pretty good year this year. The Bears are seriously considering sticking with him. His best year for sure. He's a decent quarterback. They played one of those games with Jake Browning, and the Browns had a backup defense. But Jake Browning has played very well for the Bengals for the most part. He just played poorly against the Steelers. He played well against everybody else. And, yeah, Trevor Lawrence was banged up. That's a factor. I get it. But he's still a pretty good quarterback. So, And Case Keenum's a crafty veteran who we all wanted to play when when Baker was hurt. So I don't think the quarterback parade has been terrible. Yes, C.J. Stroud is better than the guys they played the last five weeks. There's no doubt about it. He will be more of a challenge. But the Browns are also healthier on defense than they've been point. over the last month or so. Yeah,
1: I agree. I don't really look too much into that. I really don't. I mean, clearly, if they had played five Pro Bowl quarterbacks the last five weeks and shut them down, I would be touting that. Sure. What an accomplishment. That's yeah. great. But at the same time, you only can play who's lining up against you. I saw them play very well. In fact, if you look at the season that Brock Purdy has had, there are two games that jump out as anything but really good games. One of them was against the Cleveland Browns. I think we were the first team to solve Brock Purdy, in all honesty. He had come into the game against us. I don't even think he had thrown an interception. I think he lost the week before. But didn't play poorly. Right. I, I, uh, no, we started the, no, we started was the, the Niners' Browns losing streak. the first loss? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Browns they came loss? in yeah. here undefeated we cracked the code and you know since he had one That's other right. bad game but I, I'm not too and I was worried about Baltimore,
0: it another excellent defense
1: and you made a point throughout the season that the quarterbacks that have tended to have more success against the Browns are quarterbacks that run they get yeah. out of the pocket run can CJ Stroud do that yes it's not one of the top three clubs in his bag he'll do it if he needs to but he's not like Lamar no. he's not looking to run no. all right next up these quarterback rankings are blowing my mind so there's three different entities that are ranking all the quarterbacks that are left in the playoffs, 1-14, to 14, 14 teams left. Flacco, according to something called Roto Baller, is ranked 12th. The 33rd team has him ranked 13th, and Yahoo has him 9th. Guys, are they right or are they wrong?
3: Well, you can understand why they would put him low, just because he hasn't been good for the last 10 years. But if you've actually studied the games and watched the games the last few weeks... I can't put him 13th. No or 14th. one's playing better than him the last five weeks. That's exact. I mean, ninth probably sounds somewhat reasonable. I'm not even bumping him a couple notches higher than that, but certainly not 13th or 14th. But I, you get it, you know. If you if you're working for one of these places and you see these list of quarterbacks, sure, you're going to put Joe at the bottom if you right. haven't
1: watched the games.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess it depends what the is. Is it like, you know, I, I, are we debating the quarterback you want to have right now in this moment? I'm guessing who's playing the best. Who is the best? Like, as as much as he struggled, I'd still take Patrick Mahomes over Joe Flacco. Absolutely, right? well, of I mean, course. Now we we said we'd take Flacco over Stroud, but that's because Stroud doesn't have the experience. Right. I I, I think nine is reasonable. I would. I'm with you. I, I think he's m- middle of the pack of yeah. the four. Thirteen's yep. ridiculous. Yeah, that's because that means you have him behind Baker, which makes true. no sense. Right. Uh, you know, so I I think
2: he's seven. You know, I, seven and nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that range. I think what happens is sometimes on these national um, publications, you, they're just looking at a list. They haven't really watched Joe Flacco play, or they may see some highlights and we look at the stats and say, well, what's all these picks about over here? Like, but when you watch and you've been able to be dialed into what they're able to do offensively, I think it's very evident that Joe Flacco is somewhere inside the top 10 at least at seven, eight, you know, you put them somewhere in that range right. because he, you know, he's a dangerous person. Now, if you ask me, who's the most dangerous quarterbacks moving right now, I say, Josh Allen. And I say, Joe Flacco, because they can give you two turnovers, but they can also give you throws and four touchdowns that other other quarterbacks won't necessarily yeah. get you. Yeah. I can understand the list though, Jay, because think of, if he was doing this in, in for the Los
1: Angeles chargers, we might be thinking the same way, Absolutely. putting him sure. yes. Right, because right. we yeah. haven't watched every snap. Right. Uh, I think I can put him at eight. I didn't go through the exercise of actually ranking them. Right. But obviously, we know some of the big names. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Dak. He's not going to be ahead of any of those guys for right. sure. Then you start looking at the mid-tier. What I, I, what I think the, the list loses is if you just rated this over what these guys have done over the last five games, and I went back and looked, He's one or two for me. Yeah. And he's probably only behind Josh Allen, if anybody at all. He's had the most passing yards over the last five games of any quarterback, of any five-game stretch in the entire season. Think about that. His last five games, he's thrown for more yards than any quarterback did for a five-game stretch this year. Right. So he's red hot, and because of that, I'd I'd put him just barely in the bottom half, but he would be towards the top of that bottom half. It's fair not to judge it just on that. It is. Yeah. Age, rust, yeah. and also, I think everybody is watching this fairy tale waiting for the lights to be turned. Right, and you're watching the, the clock, waiting for midnight And to They're waiting and for midnight. Qua-
0: let's face it, quality of opponent, it's not like he's beaten the best teams. Right. While That's some other teams have played better opponents down the stretch.
1: Now, uh, on our YouTube show today, we had an exercise where we all picked our Super Bowl teams. And stunningly, Jason has the Browns going to the Super Bowl in the AFC bull or bush has the browns winning the super bowl so i kind of get a sense of where our answer is going to be here but is there is there another rabbit out of the hat for joe flacco and he can make another crazy run to a super bowl championship absolutely yeah I, mean, I didn't pick the browns to go to the super bowl i got them going to the afc championship game
0: but i think the browns for the first time since i've been covering him and for the first time in decades are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I I I don't see how anybody could argue against it. Not the favorite. They don't belong. They they shouldn't be the favorite, right? But they should be a serious contender. He could do it with his experience, especially winning road games the way he's playing right now. Yeah, there's more of a chance that he could turn into a pumpkin than some other guys who have been more consistent in recent years. But the way he's playing right now and the defense they have if he continues playing like this. There's no, there's no reason the Browns couldn't win a Super Bowl this year.
3: Outside of Mahomes, I don't know if there's another quarterback that I have more confidence in to being able to handle a postseason setting in a pressure game. You just saw his record, 10-5 and five in the postseason, as many road wins as any quarterback in the history of the NFL. Like, this is a guy that does not get rattled. He's a big reason why I think – I absolutely think the Browns are going to the, to the Super Bowl, and I know, like, I'm the Grinch of the show, and I'm the villain, <laughs> and I'm dead inside and all that, but I know what I see – And I see a defense that gets off the field on third down that can generate turnovers. That is an elite defense coupled with the quarterback who understands the moment in front of him, who doesn't get rattled by pressure, who can make every throw on the field, and I look at it and say they have everything they need to go to the Super Bowl. Why not? Why not the Browns? I love you, man. (laughs) I'm
1: serious. (laughs) I just never expected you to say it. The
2: Kool-Aid is rubbing (laughs) off. I tell you, listen, the Browns have never had an offensive defense at the same time. Usually they have sometimes good offense, bad defense. Sometimes they have a, a good defense, bad offense. Right now, Joe Flacco has given the Browns a offense that can compete with anybody because he can make certain throws. The defense has always been stellar. When you got offense and defense and clicking at the right time, you can win a Super Bowl. Wow. So we got three yeses. Um,
1: I guess I'm going to steal the banner of Grinch of the show for this topic because I try to keep it as real (laughs) as I possibly can. My heart says, yes, he can and he will. My head says, he can but he won't yeah and that's where I am right now I look could that change if he puts up another ridiculous performance in NRG and they put up 45 and come back with a 45-3 win we're gonna wheel you in on a gurney (laughs) I'm going (laughs) back in the lab with my pen and my pad (laughs) as she likes to say and we'll revisit it yeah but right now where I sit today I think he can but I don't think he will, yeah. sadly. And 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 it, probably my years of being a Browns fan and waiting for the midnight to strike yep, yep. are playing a little bit into that, but that's kind of the way I see it right now. All right, we're taking a break. When we come back, no fence riders. We have a number of topics, and we're definitively taking a stand when the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on WKYC3 comes right back.
5: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Somebody said it. I can't remember. I think it might have been Jason on our YouTube show. Somebody here said it that the culture around the Browns is officially changed. No, it was a, it was a, one of our viewers super chat. that sent in a super chat. And guys, I feel that is true. I feel that the culture around the Browns now it could be temporary, but I feel like finally we've gotten past the lovable losers and the waiting for bad stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that the culture is really changing. And for witness. He, he, our friend Jason, who's totally soulless and yeah. not a fan anymore, is picking the Browns to go to the Super Bowl. All right, no fence riders. Uh, we got, I think, three
4: topics today. Mikey, what do we have? Let's get into the first one. I asked this initially, and you guys were unanimous. So I changed it up, and we got a dead split fence, which is exactly what we like to do here <laughs> on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. So the question, the first one is, will Joe Flacco throw for 65 or more yards than C.J. Stroud on Saturday? A dead even split. G. Tyvis Bowl said, yes, myself, Jay, and Jason. Said no. Not exactly a dead. How's that dead spirit. even? Yeah,
1: it's four to three. Yeah. Well as
4: even as you can get with seven.
1: I mean okay. don't math. call well, it dead even. even it would be math again math is thing. Math not his is thing. not, <laughs> his <laughs> not <laughs> my strong suggestion um, I count in seven. You, you guys it. you guys want to start? Anybody want I to start? I got
0: Joe Flacco in a big game. I haven't thrown for three hundred thirty seven yards in this one. He is wow. going off. Okay. Okay,
3: that's great. But CJ Stroud leads the league in three hundred yard passing games. When's so. the
0: last time he had one? I don't know, but he's got the it's most of them. been about six, seven weeks. Okay, uh, and he's had seven uh, for
3: the year, and he threw for 470 yards in a game this year. He's more than capable of going throw for throw with Joe. I've yeah. done I mean, it against this defense. Which which defense? Well, hasn't played
1: against this defense.
3: Who's which,
2: picking the Browns to go to the Super Bowl and who's not? Yeah, right. no so right. kidding. <laughs> so now we're fighting against ourselves. i tell you what, listen, I don't know what 300 yards he's getting on these DBs. If Denzel Ward wasn't in the game, I would have said definitely that's a possibility. But now I don't see anybody getting 300 yards on a Browns secondary. Joe Flacco has been consistently throwing for 300, I think he does it again.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I think we're all leaning towards the Browns, and if that happens, it could be a situation where the Texans get down by more than a score, throw a lot. We've seen C.J. can throw for 300. No one's done it more than him this year. I don't think he throws for more than 65 than Stroud.
4: Jay, your thinking was exactly my line of thinking as well. Number two, will any Texan receiver, tight end running back receiver, have more than 75 yards versus Browns' secondary G and me said no. Everyone else said yes. Well,
3: 75 is not a very high bar, and we just got done talking about the amount of 300-yard games that Stroud's had. You don't have to go over 300 to get one guy 75. So, yeah, I, I think that's, that's
0: not asking a whole lot. No, that I don't think it is me, either. Right? I, I, got sho- I got a shocker it. guy, not Nico Collins. Dalton Schultz is going to have 76 yards.
2: Oh, by one. So barely, I, I think they mix it up a little bit. I think you'll see them with some random no-name gangster receivers. Because really, I, I think the, the announcer will be talking about in the third quarter, wow, Nico Collins only has three targets. Are they going to get him into the game? We don't know. I don't. I just don't think they're going to get 75. They'll get something, but not 75. If they're
1: talking about that late in the game, then I feel very comfortable that the Browns are going to win this.
2: Uh, I, yeah,
1: I'm with Jason, exactly. I mean, to get to 300 yards you'd have to have four guys each get 75. Uh, And I think he's going to get to 300 yards. And I don't think four guys are going to have 75, so someone's got to go over it. So that one's pretty easy for me. All right, last one. Will a Browns
4: player not named Miles Garrett? So everyone else on the defensive line or linebackers not named Miles combined to record at least one and a half sacks against the Texans. Another 4-3 split. G, J, Bull, myself said yes. Jason, Earl, and Ty said no. Jay, I, you're wrong on this one. Basically. I got the
1: other guys combining for four sacks. Wow. So, so they're going to get after him early and get to him a lot. Yeah. Ther- Ther- 13
3: sh- sacks for the game, nine
2: for Miles six. and four
3: six. I got six. Ten sacks.
2: <laughs> I, got, I got, right. got somewhere about five. I think they'll bring JOK on blitzes. I think you'll be, you'll start to see basketball, NBA Jam, Miles Garrett moving around doing his crossover moves. And uh, I think they'll move them around, especially on the re- right side, not the left side. I think they do it. So you want to argue for why uh,
3: down the other side? Well, I, I think the Browns are going to bring pressure, but one and a half actually felt to me a little bit high because I think Miles generates most of the pressure and most of the attention. So I could see a half here, a half there, but I, I, just, I, I think it's going to be the Miles show with some support from the others, but Stroud also can – Avoid pressure. You can bring it to him, not necessarily get him on the ground. So I, I think that they will dial up blitzes
1: on him. Yeah. But I just I think Miles will do most of the damage. He holds the ball. CJ's not afraid to hold it. Yeah. And for that, I, th- I think that they're going to get him, uh, I don't know, about five times. But I, th- I think it's going to be a, a pressure heavy game for this Browns defense. All right, we're taking our last break. When we come back, we we'll tell you how the game plays out. It's our pre written headlines on the other side of this important message in the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show.
5: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Who wins tomorrow? What's the headlines? It's our pre-written headlines.
2: G, start us off. Listen, this game is going to be a close one. Now, you know, I usually talk about you know, The Brown's losing Flacco's 300-yard air show. Browns beat the Texans 24-17, to and they stop him on a last-second drive from C.J. Stroud. Wow. Ooh. Close. Texans can try to shut down
0: Amari Cooper, but they will fail at that. Cooper does it again. Amari's two touchdowns, 145 yards, lead Browns to playoff win. Amari Cooper has been magnificent. You could argue in the modern history of the Browns, he's the best wide receiver they've had. And it's only been a couple of years. He's been phenomenal. He will do it again. The Texans stink in the secondary. They have no answers for him. He will dominate. They will win. I don't know. That's only like half the yards he had the first game.
1: Yeah. so, so they, they really they cut him, cut him in half. Yeah. But he's two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, that's, touchdowns that's the right? difference. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm certainly not going to pick against the Browns in this one. I'm picking uh, the Browns over the Texans. Here's the way it plays out. The defense is going to play a huge role. C.J. Stroud will have his moments. But in the end. Garrett and the boys will win that battle. Cleveland advances. I got it low scoring, guys. 17-13. Browns to Baltimore next week. Hmm. That would be fun. That will be a blast. Yeah.
3: Well, if I got the Browns going to the Super Bowl, you know how this one's going. (laughs) Texas smoke show, baby. Put them in a smoke. Flacco throws two touchdowns. Browns advance. 24-20 win. I think it'll be close, uh, but I think the Browns pull this out.
4: We have a lot of groupthink on today's show, and I hate that, but me, my headline is similar to Bowles, but I think I did it a little better. How about Coops? <laughs> he did it again. Oh, oh nice. Oh, oh, a very well Two done. bills as Brown's air raid attacks stops the Texans in their tracks. Okay. And that's a clean sweep for the hometown okay, Cleveland Browns. I see you,
1: McNuggets. No, that's really well done. Coops, he did it again. Wow. All right. Well, let's hope he can uh, because this has been a fun ride and none of us Wanted to stop. We'd like this, And, and I'm, I'm rooting for Baltimore. I would like to see... Uh, I, I mean, uh, yeah. the Baltimore matchup. I would like to see the Browns go to Baltimore. Yeah. Joe Flacco back in town. The storylines would be unbelievable. Um, we're getting close now. We're under yeah. 28 hours to kick off. Enjoy the game, however you watch it. Post-game show tomorrow. Post-game at two-minute warning. And we will be on...
0: Even though it's Martin Luther King Day, we're going to... Normally, we'd be off, but we're going to be on... Celebrating, hopefully a Browns win. Yeah, I let that's them, on
2: Monday. I let them get that off. I said we can come in. You yeah. know, I, I I had the choice. <laughs> he gave us the OK. <laughs> he is officially the
1: representative that gave us the green yes, light. Yes, yeah. yes. All right, that's it for the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We will see you at the two-minute warning.
4: Peace.